What's up, world? This is Jesse Rich with Jesse Rich Podcast, and first and foremost, we're going to talk about today Joe Rogan. I know some of y'all might be looking forward to my League of Legends lore, and I'm going to have to skip that one today because of me having to get up early tomorrow. i got to make this kind of short and sweet, but also who is in the news is Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan Experience, and him signing a one million podcast deal with Spotify, and I found about three short articles here I just want to read about the impact of Joe Rogan's podcast on not only the stock market and Spotify, but how this could be, you know, a changing event for podcasters out there. You know, this kind of media outlet is newer. It's not as popular as like, let's say, you know, TV, um, other internet outlets, music, of course, been around forever, but podcast is kind of like this new thing, and they go over some of why it has created some popularity and how this big Joe Rogan thing could be huge. Also, I don't know if it's true or not because I couldn't find the article that I was reading before or if it was just kind of one of those uh, scam articles to try to get people hyped over something but if it's true it's kind of cool spotify might be creating their own new app for podcasters that want to also record themselves doing the podcast kind of like joe rogan starting on youtube so that would be like spotify's version of youtube and i'm hoping they kind of incorporate that with anchor because that has been my favorite outlet to record these podcasts as my fans will know so I'm hoping they kind of incorporate that because with me doing my streams, it'd be cool to jump in between the streams and also my podcast and do a whole bunch of different type of content for people and incorporate it all together. But like I said, we're going to go over three articles. One is titled Joe Rogan Signs Exclusive 100 Million Podcast Deal with Spotify. Joe Rogan is the new mainstream media and Spotify market cap value soars by nearly $4 billion. It's a big number. $4 billion in the wake of a landmark Joe Rogan podcast deal. So stay tuned. So we are back and we are talking about the Joe Rogan experience. Signing an exclusive $100 million podcast deal with Spotify. By the end of 2020, Joe Rogan Experience will be on Spotify. Podcasting juggernaut Joe Rogan is taking his talents exclusively, it's a big word there, exclusively, to Spotify. Rogan announced it on Twitter on Tuesday saying his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, will hit Spotify on September 1st before being exclusively available on the streaming service by the end of 2020. Spotify will pay Rogan more than $100 million, the Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday afternoon. Ironically, the deal comes after Rogan explains why his show, which generates about 190 million downloads each month, is not available on Spotify. Or not on Spotify. And the reason we... Or, and the reason why we're not on it is because it didn't make any sense. They were like, we want you to put, we want to put you on. It's going to be great for you. And I was like, how is it great? You guys are going to make the money, Rogan said in 2018. 
you guys are making money and you don't give us any. The video component of Rogan's podcast will continue, but it will be not it will not be available on YouTube by the end of the year. Spotify's deal with Rogan comes with a streaming heavyweight streaming heavyweight has been looking to beef up its podcast efforts in the recent years. Just a few months earlier, Spotify acquired Bill Simmons sports and pop culture site, The Ringer, primarily to tap into the company's podcast network. The service, which has 130 million paying customers worldwide, has been aiming for high-profile podcasts that will continue to drive subscriber additions. We need to give listeners a reason to think of Spotify when it comes to podcasts. One company employee familiar with their podcasting strategy told The Wrap last October, and having shows they want and can't find anywhere else is only going to help us gain more users. Signing Rogan is certainly a coup for Spotify, with the Joe Rogan experience routinely situated at the top of Apple's podcasting rankings, Rogan's podcast is almost a cash cow, bringing in $30 million last year, according to Forbes, easily making him the top earner in the podcasting world. Spotify's market cap value soared by nearly $4 billion in the wake of a landmark Joe Rogan's podcast deal. Spotify's market cap valuation has shot up above $35 billion to its highest point in nearly two years. The stimulus for this rapid ascend, its SPOT announcement, made a circuit 2.30 Eastern Time Tuesday, May 19th, that one of the world's biggest podcasts, The Joe Rogan Experience, is coming to the platform as an exclusive via a $100 million plus multi-year licensing deal. At the time Spotify made that announcement, its share price at the New York Stock Exchange set at $169.43, which translates into a market cap company value of $31.5 billion. By the end of the trading on Tuesday, the S. POT's market cap had climbed to $32.55 billion, according to Google Finance data analysts by MBW. Yesterday, Wednesday the 20th, as the potential enormity of the Joe Rogan deal for Spotify future became clearer to the markets, the company's market cap soared again, climbing 8.56% over the course of a day. Spotify's share price on the NYSE at the bell was $189.9, equivalent to a market cap of $35.29 billion. In other words, 2.30 Eastern Time on Tuesday to close of trade of Wednesday, Spotify's market cap value grew by nearly $4 billion. That is $3.79 billion to be exact. You can see how dramatic a raise this is for Spotify's company valuation in historical terms below. The $189.90 share price the company closed with yesterday is the highest since day-end stock level since August of 2018, two years ago. Over a thousand Joe Rogan podcasts will land on Spotify on September 1st, with both the audio and video of these episodes becoming 
exclusive on Spotify and therefore unavailable on YouTube and Apple Podcasts later this year. In April last year, Rogan stated that his podcast was being downloaded 190 million times each month. The JRE was the most popular podcast on Apple platforms last year, beating the New York Times The Daily into second spot. Meanwhile, Forbes suggests the Joe Rogan Experience is currently making $30 million in revenues per year, though rather Spotify will get a cut of that number and how SPOT's own podcast ad tech might affect it currently remains unknown. Joe Rogan is the new mainstream media. Talking to the podcast king about the monster Spotify deal, Joe Rogan, during an appearance on the Ice House Comedian Club in Pasadena, California on April 17th of 2019, when I saw the news that the king of all podcasting, Joe Rogan, had inked a deal with Spotify for his widely popular show, I texted him to graduate him on this crazy rich. But how rich? Weirdly rich, er, he replied, like it doesn't register, it seems fake. According to the Wall Street Journal, the deal could amount to more than a $100 million, a number that Rogan doesn't want to discuss. It feels gross, he told me Thursday night, especially right now when people can't work. News on Tuesday's deal, which gave Spotify exclusive rights to the Joe Rogan experience, sent the company's stock soaring. It added $1.7 billion to the market cap in 23 minutes. Goodness. The musician and critic Ted Giora pointed out on Twitter that a musician would need to generate 23 billion streams on Spotify to earn what they're paying Joe Rogan for his podcast rights. Okay, so it's a lot of money. But Spotify reportedly paid almost double for Bill Simmons' podcasting company, The Ringer, earlier this year. Money is not the only reason this deal matters. Rogan is a friend of mine, and I've been on his show, but I still find the extent of his popularity mind-boggling. Imagine if I had told you a dozen years ago that a former host of The Fear Factor, an MMA color commentator who loves cool cars and shooting guns and working out, a guy with a raw interview show featuring comedians, athletes, and intellectuals, was more influential than the entire slate of hosts on CNN. You'd think I was nuts, but it's true. His fans are everywhere. I've met them working behind the register and wearing loafers at hedge funds. The mainstream press founders, the pandemic has cut the legs out from under many publications. Every day it seems another blue check mark with a degree from the right college hangs up her pixelated shingled while the rest of us advert our eyes hoping we won't be next the timing of rogan's rise and the old guard's disintegration is not consequent oh my gosh sorry coincidental his success was made possible at least in part by legacy media blind spots the GQ puts Pharrell gowned in a yellow sleeping bag on the cover of its new masculinity issue 
introduced by the editor explaining that the men's magazine isn't really trying to be exclusively for or about men at all. Joe Rogan swings kettleballs and Bo hunts elk. Men are hungry. He's serving steak rare. Condé Nast, GQ's publisher, has laid off some hundred employers since the pandemic began. Meanwhile, the Joe Rogan experience has 190 million downloads a month. His success signals a profound shift of several of them, a shift in what people want to talk about, how they want to hear it, and who they want to hear it from. Does the man himself buy any of this? I call him to find out. All the answers are, I don't think about it. And P.S., I'm dumb. He said as a blanket reply to all my questions. I laughed. This is both an extremely Joe Rogan thing to say, and one of his most effective weapons, a ripcord, he can pull whenever his show veers into a tricky territory, or when he wants to distance himself from some of his interview subjects, like Alex Jones, the Sandy Hook conspiracy theorist. I'm just a comic, he says. The joke on you, if you take anything I say too seriously. But the topic is here, podcasting, an area where Rogan, like Stoward, like Howard Stern in radio, is the undisputed boss. He hosts 1,479 episodes, freewheeling conversations with everyone from Mike Tyson to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Members of Rogan's Nations have tattoos his face, have tattooed his face on that, or or that of his golden retriever, Marshall. And I can't decide which is weirder onto their bodies. He is not dumb. If you want to understand why podcasting is killing, he says, you first need to appreciate the world-changing, brain-rewiring transformation that in how we consume information. Reading or watching the news is no longer immersive, as it was when you sat down with a bunch of papers in front of your living room TV. Now it is a fragmented experience, usually done on a cell phone. The problem, he told me, is that the cell phone is also has YouTube videos of the craziest things ever. Babies landing on cats, animals attacks, even naked people. Why would you read a 2,000 word story about the collapse of healthcare in Venezuela when you can zone out to some of the TikToks? Nobody ever thought we needed to gear out entertainment, our media, to people who cook, who jog, who hike, people who drive. Even books on tape can require too much thinking. But a podcast, he said, doesn't require that much thinking at all. You get captivated by the conversations. One of the things about this medium is, or in general, is that it's really easy to listen and do other stuff. I do. While I cook dinner, I'm likely to listen to Rogan, Sam Harris, The Portal, or Red Scare. I go for morning walks and listen to The Daily. You can't cook or walk while reading. Journalism is one thing that podcasters are competing with. Why read a profile of Elon Musk with stat quotes when you can listen to him get high and riff for two hours with Rogan Studio. Television is another. I would imagine on a show like Seth Meyers, there's a bunch of 
other opinions involved, right or wrong. In podcasting, you're getting that pure individual prospect, Rogan said. On my show, it's my opinion and the guest opinion. That's it. On network, it's a focus group collective idea of what people are going to like or not like. You don't get anything wild. You don't get anything that will get you fired. Podcasting is a free-balling, he added. It's the opposite of polished, and because of that, it resonates. (coughs) Excuse me. When you're on MSNBC for a five-minute hit, you can control your message when you are sucked into the conversation with Rogan. And it can go sideways fast, and you're in the hot seat for sometimes three hours. As a guest, no show is more intimidating, but as a listener, it's why I tune in. That unpredictability, that willingness to take risk with topics, tone, and guests is one of the reasons podcasting is eating our lunch. The prestige press has become too delicate, worried about backlash on Twitter, and thus shying away from the ever-increasing number of perceived third rails. There are a lot of holes that have been li- that have been left by mainstream media, Rogan said. Think of Tara Reid. Everyone with eyes could see that her accusations against Joe Biden was treated differently by the press than the accusations against Brent Kavanaugh. Reid claim was largely ignored for more than two weeks. Julie Swetnick accused accusation of gang rape was printed the day it was made. You can rely on Rogan to talk about that double standard. Indeed, you can rely on Rogan to talk about just about anything at all. Take the minefield of gender identity. When he talks about this sensitive topic, one that has become nearly untouchable inside the institutional world, there is none of that throat clearing I've become used to. There is no balance perspective to say, be free, change your pronouns, change your name, be whoever you want, Joe Rogan says. On the Fox News side, they want to say this is a left-wing lunacy and everyone losing their mind. At the same time on the left, there's an aggressive, progressive doctrine that has to be followed and followed with full compliance and no room for debate, he said. When it comes to competition, especially combat sports, with trans women fighting biological women, people are so progressive that they let that slide to the point that biological women are getting pushed over. Nobody wants to touch it because nobody wants the blowback. Why is he willing to? especially when he knows that a bad joke or an ill-advised comment can generate a week's worth of bad press. I'm interested in things that make me scared, that make me nervous, he said. Of course, another reason is that this sort of thing is exactly what makes him popular with his audience. But there is also a very practical reason Rogan can say whatever he thinks. He's an individual. He's not an organization. Eric Weinstein, another podcaster and a friend of Joe Rogan, told me it's the same reason that a contractor can wear an MAGA hat 
or Make America Great Again, on the job, but an employee inside a Facebook headquarters cannot. There's no HR de- department at the Joe Rogan Experience. Give me a sec. Sorry about that, guys. I had some noise in the background. We're getting right back to it. When you have something that you can't that can't get canceled, you can be free," said Rogan. The ability to be free of censorship is perhaps the thing Rogan prizes most, and he's very concerned about censorships, especially inside the tech companies that control the most powerful forms of mass communication the world has ever seen. He points to YouTube's decision last month to take down a video of Dan. Eckerson and Artin Masahi, two doctors in Bakersfield, California, who the company accused of spreading misinformation. The doctors in Bakersfield were talking about statistics, but their video kept getting taken down. Why? YouTube said that the video violated its policies by disputing public health guidance, the American College of Emergencies Physicians, and the American Academy of Emergency Medicines said the doctor's claims were reckless and untested and inconsistent in current science and epidemiology. Sorry. YouTube is a private company and thus not bound to the First Amendment legally. It can decide what it wants to put on its site, and what it doesn't. Rogan gets that. His show, until now, has streamed on a platform he still thinks is wrong. What Twitter is, and what YouTube is, is a bigger way that social media company, there is a real good argument that they should be like public utilities, he said. What has made society better today than it was a hundred years ago is not just our prosperity, it's the evolution of ideas. Anything that wants to limit discussion is dangerous to the evolution of ideas. I don't want to think about the Erickson video, but I tend to support keeping the Overton window as wide as possible. And I'm allergic to the fetish idea that intellectual contamination, the notion that you can somehow get skunk sprayed by talking to another person, even a reprehensive one, if I believed that, I'd be in the wrong profession. Yet I am deeply uncomfortable when I see Rogan laughing with Jones. I think that's because of the show vi- show's vibes. Rogan is laddish and generous with everyone he sits across from, and their proximity to him gives them his imprimatur, especially in the eyes of Rogan, fiercely loyal fans. Owning just how influential he is is something that Joe Rogan does not want to do. He says he doesn't want to lose his bearings and makes a bunch of self-deprivation jokes. But perhaps the best tell of Rogan influence is what happened when I asked him offhandedly a few months back who he was going to vote for the Democratic primary. He said, probably Bernie. Him as a human being when I was hanging out with him, I believe in him. I like him. I like him a lot, he said. 
Within 48 hours, the Sanders campaign had cut that clip into an ad. He thought that was crazy. I gave the most lukewarm endorsement of Bernie Sanders ever, and then they took it and ran with it? Immediately, the press drove deep into his back catalog, grabbing bits of his comedy set featuring jokes about strap-ons and quoting them as if they were serious quotes. I stopped counting the number of op-eds and tweets from Bernie voters beseeching the campaign to turn his support away. It was a moment that showed that if he wanted to, Rogan could move elections, but politics are not his bag. I think there's so much manipulation and so much bullshit when it comes to politics. I'm not interested in it, he said. He said he turned down requests from Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, and Joe Biden to come on the show, though he interviewed Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang, and Bernie Sanders. But whether he wants to or not, Rogan doesn't need to play politics to influence it. His whole ethos, curiosities, not particularly ideology, biased towards things that work, baffled by the state and both parties, is where so many Americans are right now. And that his power, he's a mirror. When so many publications are broken glass, capable of reflecting only a shard. The right has always insisted that the elite left control the culture, but Rogan popularity shows that perhaps that's no longer true. The real question for Rogan's nation is whether their man will be changed by Spotify's contract. Why would I sell out now? You sell out when you get what you want. And he's got it. So again, I'm sorry about making this one short today. Like I said, I got to be up early for work. Once I can push back some hours at work and I get some support on here, I would love to do this, you know, more and more full time. Uh, I really like how in this segment where I was reading about Joe Rogan, how they keep talking about him keeping it raw and just conversating with people and just being real because I find it funny, even though I haven't listened to a lot of Joe Rogan stuff, but that was my one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to be raw. I don't want to sit here and sound like a robot, sound like I have a script. I know I say stuff over and over again that repeat, like when I end my segments, I say the same thing, or when I begin my segments, I say the same thing, but I don't want to sound just dead up like a robot. I kind of want to keep it raw. I want to show you all that I am just a regular person that really enjoys what he's doing. But I really like how they talked about how one thing that makes his podcast so big is the controversy in his subjects and the controversies in his talks with people. And I love having those conversations with people. That's probably why I started this podcast. I'd have tons of conversations with coworkers, especially my customers, and they loved how I brought in evidence and anything that we were talking about, whether it be via science, via religion, or just via experiences in my life, and they told me that I would make a good podcaster. And I was like, well, I never really checked out this type of content, this type of media, but 
what the heck? These people, you know, I see them every day. They know who I am. They talk to me on a constant basis to get them evidence and other stuff that maybe I should try one. And then I jump on here and I kind of, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm kind of, I felt weird when I first started. So not only was I whispering in my first ones because I was recording on my cell phone right across the room from my brother who was trying to sleep for work. So I kind of sound a little bit, um, I want to say creepy, but not really creepy. I don't, I don't know how to word it, but I sounded very offish from who I am as a person. And reading this really opened up my eyes of what I wanted to start. I wanted to be that controversial talk topics. I wanted to be myself. And I just want to give content out to fans. So this is another big leap. I know I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify because thank you, Anchor. You're awesome. Uh, and I know I'm on other outlets. I know people are listening. So my biggest thing is I need those criticisms. I don't care who adds me on discord i put my discord name up here constantly you all can add me straight on discord and i'll just hit add and i'll start adding people so you can private message me and tell me some subjects you would like me to talk about i have a broad range that i like to talk about i have studied conspiracy theories i have studied uh human relations in my life of people that i have talked to And I have a lot of things I'd like to talk about when it comes to beliefs and opinions and other situations. So give me a heads up on what y'all want to hear. Do y'all want to hear about this new 21st century of trying to depict your gender or your sexual orientation or blah, 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 whatever? Because I can go on that all day. That stuff does not, it it mind boggles me. I don't understand that kind of stuff. Or do you want to hear... Stuff about a random conspiracy theory. Uh, I'll tell you some of them I don't study. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I've heard one something about um, lizard people or people that are, I don't know, like, like they wear human skin to look like us, but they're actually amphibious. I don't, to be honest, I don't really understand that one. I never really looked into it. I don't think that there, I mean, there might be something out there. Someone might have evidence, but I don't really believe in that kind of stuff. Um, when it comes to aliens, when we talk about aliens, I'm not really, I don't believe there's other life out there on other planets that'll come visit us, but I do believe that the terrestrials, if they are what we consider aliens, like the gray ones and stuff, I do intertwine some of that with, um, religion. Cause one of my buddies, he was talking to me about it and I thought that was a really interesting theory, so we could talk about that. I could go over some more of how we're a primitive race. And I can just talk about random other stuff. I just need to know what my listeners want to hear. Not just, you know, and I hope that when I, I'm going to name this like Joe Rogan Experience uh, Deal uh, Signing uh, Profit. I'm going to name it crazy stuff. Hopefully I get a lot of people be like, whoa, why is he talking about Joe Rogan? Let's listen. And I hope they make it to this point. That way they can send me those criticisms. That way they can talk about me. Normally I throw my support at the top right after I give my brief description. I'm going to throw my Discord up there first. Please give me some criticisms. Please tell me what you want me to talk about. Just a Rich Podcast could literally just be one topic if you all want me to study that topic. Sure, 
my Wednesdays will still be my one fun day because it's a transitional day in the middle of the week where I'll do my League of Legends lore because I do not want to get those fans up. And it'll be a storytelling type thing. But Mondays, give me that one thing you all want me to talk about or a couple things that you really want me to hit on. On Fridays, you know, it's my guest star, my fun one, but I could even do something like that on Friday as well. Um, Kaiser, I was talking to him. I don't know exactly when, but I know he wants to come back sometime. And I know that was really raw. Uh, I know you all probably heard, because we heard it in the recording, that you all heard me hit my vape in the background. That was just, we were listening to the whole thing, and we were just like, wow, this is crazy. (laughs) And he really enjoyed it. So he might come back. But do you all want us to talk about a certain subject when it comes to that? Do you want us to talk about some special... He He's really into politics. I'm not, so it'd be kind of cool to pick his brain on that. And we believe in a lot of stuff, but we also... Deba- uh, what I don't want to say debacle. Yeah, I guess debacle subjects. So, and me and him are really good friends, so we could really just chit-chat all day. We actually do. We work only three days together at work because he's my uh, part-time supervisor. And uh, his two days that he's supervisor, I'm off work. So we only get to see each other three days. And I tell you what, if we have any time together, we're just chit-chatting it up, talking about random shit. So with that being said, I'm throwing my Discord up here. It's going to be my Discord name with the hashtag and the four digits or whatever, however you add it. I'm still learning Discord a little bit. I ain't going to lie. Uh, I never got on it. My brother and his friends, they started a D&D group on it. I jumped on it, and I've been on it ever since, and I still know exactly what I'm doing. I actually have a special administrator to administrate my Jesse Rich server, so I'm still learning. But I'm willing to throw that up there. That way you all can just add me and just send me stuff. Talk to me. What do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to hit on? Always, if you really enjoy this, please let your friends and family know so they can check me out. Don't forget to hit that support, and also do not forget to hit my Twitch up and follow or subscribe. I love creating this content online for all of my viewers slash listeners, and I hope you all like it as well. So please, tell me what y'all want. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's go. I love you all. Later.